So he's going to be phoning it in. Phoning it in for 47. We're practicing without any visual clues today. <laughs> Here we go. Back. This is Scott. And I am Scott. Chanel on that end, Duarte on this end. Oh, I think I did that backwards too. <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe, whatever. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, we might have uh, we might have a little variance on our voices today. I'm using a different mic because we have a guest in the house today, but we'll get mm-hmm. more to that later. Yay, guests. Let's... Uh, Break into the news? News. Uh, news. Uh, what you got for news? Um, I got nothing. What do you have? I got nothing, too. So... <laughs> so that was quick! Uh, well, I got a kind of a something. It's, a we're still, we're on the alt list for the, for the JALT conference in, uh, we weren't good enough, everybody. Yeah, for the JALT conference in uh, Tokyo, and I believe it's at Waseda this year, I'm not sure, uh, which is coming up in uh, November or something. November, we have I think, any, any estimate for when we'll hear whether we're good enough for them or not? Before November. <laughs> um, Great. I'm, I'm going to prep and have it set to, uh, you know, I'll show up even if they say whatever. And so uh, I will be there for sure. You are not. I don't have any more money, so I don't know. So I have no budget. Uh, if uh, any of you rich listeners want to sponsor Daddy uh, Senor Duarte's uh, trip to Tokyo from Osaka and his hotel room <laughs> uh, and at least a beer or two, uh, please let us know. You can write me at uh, – we accept PayPal – <laughs> uh, you can write me at scott at e-d-g-y-c-a-t-i-o-n dot o-r-g. And you can write to me at Scott Duarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E. That's one word, all lowercase, at education.org. Yay. Um, we, I've been going back and forth about putting a tip jar up on the page uh, for PayPal uh, it's not critical. It'd be nice to offset some of the equipment costs, but uh, I don't care that much. Uh huh. So, eh, I may do it. I may not do it. So, if you see it up there, go ahead and you know whatever you want to. Penny's fine. Um, and if we get a penny from everybody, then we'll have like enough to Two almost pennies. buy a coke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't including us. Ah. Uh huh. So, uh, we'll see how that goes and stuff like that. For other, well, I guess this is news. Um, on Friday nights, uh, TokyoCalling.org does a live show called Calling Tokyo Calling, and um, I myself am going to start showing up there on a reasonably regular basis. That is at TalkShoe.com. So if you're in the States, uh, well, you need Skype or a voice over IP, uh, telephony system from your computer, 
And uh, you can call in and talk to uh, Scott Lockman, who runs Tokyo Calling. Um, I, like I said, I will be there. The, the, the topics for that kind of are more Japan-oriented than teacher education-oriented. Uh, but if that goes well, I'm going to kick open the Friday night at 9 p.m. Japan time, edgy TESOL live. Sweet. So we'll see. Like I said, we'll see how things go. I, I, I'm not real happy with their audio quality because it uh -huh. kind of sounds like AM radio. What, what are they using? What kind of setup? Uh, it's it's all web-based. Okay. So you call in on Skype and then uh, um, chit-chat and the host is uh, able to mute people or not mute people or let everybody talk or whatever. So it gets a little bit confusing, but uh, I'm going to... It's like Larry King on roids. Yeah, 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 in in a lot of ways. So uh, this week we have a guest. We do? We do. He's sitting between us. <laughs> he, I won't go there. Don't even go there. Uh, he's a fella who is... How long have you been here? Uh, I started yeah, Kansai Gaidai. Gaidai in... Whoa, wait, 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 We're not even going to start into the biography until you tell us who he is. Oh, come on, man. All right. Anyway, please, a big round of applause. I don't have an applause thing, so we'll have to use the uh, gasp. <gasps> Jason Henwood. Professor Jason Henwood. Yay. All right. Hi, guys. Glad to be here. Uh, welcome to uh, education. Thank you very much. So how long have you been at Gaidai? Uh, I started working here in March this year and teaching in April. Oh, okay, okay. So, so I'm a newbie in every sense. Yeah, so like six months-ish. Uh, not even. Thereabouts. Okay, cool. And what? how long have you been in Japan total? I've been in Japan about nine years. Cool. Uh, cool. Eight of those years I was teaching in high schools. All right. Which brings us to our topic for this week. Yes. A lot of universities, you'll, you'll look on the websites or you'll look on... The um, TESOL job listserv or uh, Chronicle of Higher Education listserv and all those. And a lot of the universities uh, for requirements is around three to five years uh, experience teaching university. Right. And so our question today is, is university experience really needed? Why not high school uh, teaching experience? Because the students are very close in age and you're uh, for the high school teachers they're preparing the students for life in for university. university right. So um, in, what's in, different? Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly preparing. Especially the guy talking to us today. You? But exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's what we are going to um, try to break down cool. and see if we need to uh, re-evaluate that. Yes. All right, so that's the end of the show. No. Uh, so, Jason, <laughs> night, what what, uh, what kind of high school were you? In? I mean, were were you at one high school the whole time? And tell us well, a little bit about when I first started. I came to Japan with the Jet program. Okay. In let's see, it was August 1998. Okay. And I was in Osaka Prefecture, and uh, as Jet usually is, you have one base school, right? Uh, and then you can have one or more visit schools. I was generally at uh, low-level schools all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, high school what is or junior level? high? 
These are senior high school. Okay. Um, and by low level, I mean academically low level. Uh, Not elevationally low level. No, no. Uh, <laughs> he got flooded all yeah, the nothing, time. Nothing right on the water. Um, <laughs> that would have been nice. No, these schools had, uh, some of them had discipline problems. Some of them didn't. But mm-hmm. um, uh, the schools in Japan, high school students uh, also have to do entrance examinations right, like universities. Right. Uh, so these schools would have the lower end of the spectrum. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then that was for three years. I did that, and then I moved to Kobe, and I was teaching at a private senior high school there. Oh, okay. For five years, uh, and that was also very low level. Okay. Uh, and that was a boys' school. Oh. Boys only. Was it uh, like an alternative education sort of a thing? You know, like I remember when I was growing up, there was the Juvie High School that they called alternative education, and it really wasn't all that much. But is it was it that sort of a thing? Uh, well, it wasn't run that way. Okay. But uh, a lot of the students ended up there in because of that, because it was mm-hmm. one of the lower schools. Students who couldn't get into other schools would opt uh, to go to this all right, school. All right. uh, so they were very low level. So what kind of what kind of problems? Or difficulties did you run into with um, with the castaways, so to speak? Well, the last school I was at. Or is, for five is, years, well, first, is is that fair to to call them, you know, castaways? Well, not really at this school. You know, there was there was a real mix of students. Okay. Um, you know, generally they were uh, academically speaking lower level, mm-hmm. but uh, there were some some higher level students. This school had an international program, Oh wow! which basically consisted of me. <laughs> I, I, I was the only foreign teacher there. Um, you were teaching Russian and... Uh... Yeah, I tried. Uh, <laughs> you know, classroom learning. Now, uh, I, was, I was teaching English conversation and um, A-Kaiwa and oral communication classes. And the big pro- biggest problem at that school was really uh, lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of these students uh, really had no interest in learning English. Uh, some of them despised it quite openly. Oh, really? Uh, which means they, you know, really you couldn't do much with them in the classroom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, the other problem is even with the students who were good, uh, at, at lower level schools, there's really a culture of not working. Right. You could not give them, well, you could give them homework, but no one would Nobody's do it. Nobody's going to do it. Even the right. better students in the class would not do it. Um, so if you're organizing your your curriculum for a semester, basically you have to design it so that everything you do is in class yeah. only. No I, homework, I can, no projects that they need to work on outside of class. Yeah, I, so you're I very limited. ran into a lot of the same thing. I taught at the high school for three years in uh, Shiga uh, from 96 to 99. And I ran into much the same sort of thing. I mean, the, the school, the English program in the school was rather... Uh, middle rated. I mean, right. it was it was it was good for the area, but the rest of the school was was graded low, and so um, so yeah, student motivation and and to a certain degree, you know, student peer pressure to not do well right. was actually a, a playable factor. I mean, it was yeah. it was something that you know you had to take into consideration when you were designing stuff to, for them to do. Yeah, part part of the school system itself uh, really. Uh, lended itself to lack of motivation too. They used the bell mm. curve for grading. Oh. So, you know, if I had a class of 20, which actually in Japan is relatively small for right, a high right. school class, uh, only one or two of those students can get the top mark. Yeah, yeah. And guaranteed one or two are going to get the bottom mark. So for everyone in the middle, there's no real motivation 
because perhaps they know, well, I can never pass student A, who's much right. better than me, so I don't need to try. I just need to stay above the bottom two guys. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and uh, I remember one time they, uh, after, at the end of a semester, they went and, and recalibrated my grades uh, because of that as well, and it right. annoyed the snot out of me. I yep. hate that. Uh, when I was in university, a couple of couple professors, one that I dropped a class of, actually still graded on the on the bell curve. So 10% of the class got an A, and 10% of the class had to fail, no matter what. Yeah. And, you know... Had to I, fail or just got no, a B? No, had to fail. They got they got a 1. Oh, okay. A 1.0 for the, for the course. And it didn't matter if their percentage was 83. They still had to fail. And so I'm like, no well, one challenged th that? there's no freaking point in me staying in this class because <laughs> you know even if i do all right there's you know unless i can identify those four right. people who are gonna you know well i didn't take, quite have, take the bullet for the team yeah, i didn't i didn't have that extreme on on the failing end because mm -hmm. uh in my experience in my high schools i've taught at it's really difficult to fail a student yeah um, basically they need to drop out or be arrested by the uh, police, which usually guarantees a fail, but mm -hmm. I've had students who will do absolutely no work, miss more than 50% of the classes, bring a pillow to class to sleep on, <laughs> argue it physically, uh, well, not assault, but, you know, right. put your hands on a teacher, and they can end the term with a zero, and they'll still pass. And still pass. Yeah, well, it's yeah, kind of get them. And out they of don't really mind there. getting the lowest score because yeah. they're not planning to go to university anyway. Right, so. right, right. They're the ones that. So that's another lack yeah. of motivation. Is they have, you know, they can get away with whatever they want. Yeah, and they'll still pass. The, yeah, and because they don't care. Right. I mean, and to a degree, I don't know. I don't know. That's a big problem with, uh, with uh, lower level schools or not lower level, but like high school level schools that aren't gauged for, you know, college stuff. I, right. We'll have to do a show on how to fix them. Yeah. That way they can be fixed because they'll listen to the show and then they'll know what they're supposed to do. And Well, let, let's break into what uh, levels are you teaching here? Um, I am teaching, uh, I'm teaching five classes a week. Three of those are quite high level. Mm -hmm. um, and two of them are... I'd say upper intermediate. They're they're level thirteen. Okay, so they're a, pretty high. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty high. high. Whereas your, your partner, of, how many do we 40, have? 40, Forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah. Whereas your partner has your your office mate has forty-one. Yes, he he's down in the uh, the fourth row of the uh, <laughs> decimal system. Yeah. So I was well, I, I was asking the question because I was wondering how much how similar your experience would be to teaching say, his students, but you don't have them. Yeah, well, you know, I when I was hired here, I thought that uh, one of the reasons they, they uh, you know, I might have been attracted to them is that, uh, besides my good looks, is that uh, I have a lot of experience teaching unmotivated students. No, right, right, right. Um, but as it turns out, I didn't get any low-level classes here. I don't mm -hmm. have that problem at all, mm -hmm. which is, you know, no, great luxury cool. for me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, if I taught the lower-level classes here, I'm sure I could right. use a lot of the techniques. Hopefully, I wouldn't have to use some of the wrist locks that I learned <laughs> in Aikido. <laughs> um, so w what were some of the day-to-day -day issues other than, you know, having to be real careful about designing the, the plans for... Uh, Is it the high homework? school? Yeah, high school, at, the, at the high school level. Um, 
we had to uh, one thing is the classes are much shorter compared to the university they're only 50 minute classes uh and often in high schools classes can be cancelled quite suddenly mm. so when you're preparing a curriculum you have to be really flexible that you can take out a section uh, right, or right. classes or you know you have to be able to adapt it very quickly um how many preps did you have per week well that's the thing uh not many uh -huh. When I first started uh, in the JET program at my base school, I taught uh, for, there were eight first-year classes, and I taught each of them once a week. So I taught the same class eight times. And I went to a visit school, and I taught four times there a day, and that would be the same lesson four times, which would uh -huh. be repeated at every other week. So I was only teaching one lesson a week, really. Okay, which is, is similar when I was teaching at the foreign language high school. I had 22 classes, but only two preps for right. the whole week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was the, the sweetest job <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. Not much work, but it can get really boring. Oh, yeah. Mo most definitely. But Yeah. So uh, what uh, what other, I mean, what did I ask? What other problems? Well, you know, yeah, a, yeah. a problem that did come up a lot would be discipline problems. Okay. Um, now, I was at a boys' school, so I had problems particular to boys. Uh, which would be using their mobile phones, mm -hmm. playing video games, Nintendo. Mo mobile DS. phones is not particular to boys. I was at an all Well, I know, school, but, but... <laughs> I don't have the problem of girls doing makeup. Uh, right, which, See, I did Which have I'm that one, thankful yeah. not to because I think that, um, you know, being at a boys' school, and I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a bigger guy, mm -hmm. and uh, the students knew I, I practiced martial arts. I got a little bit of respect for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they had a little bit of fear. Right. But they didn't know what I'd do. Um, <laughs> I, I was a little imposing that. on them. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I used it a lot, and uh, you, you have to sometimes. Yeah. Um, so boys, you know, they would res a lot of them would respond well to me. If I saw them using their, their phone or, or playing a game, and I sort of walked over menacingly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, with the threat, you know, that I was actually one of the few teachers who would take away these things yeah, 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 from yeah. them, uh, they would generally put them away. Right, you know, right. they might take it out and take it out again once I've turned my back. Right, but, right. You know, they try to be stealthy about it. <laughs> um, I've heard of people in girls' schools, male teachers, who would not have that respect with students, and they'd right, just right. be brushed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, I never really had had that as a as an issue. Um, but I I had issues with uh, mirrors. Ah, uh, yeah. For the makeup and uh, you know, of course, the sleeping. Oh yes, yeah. so sleeping. Sleeping is, uh, at first I was really annoyed by it when yeah. I first came to Japan. I came to accept it. Uh, I would still wake up students, walk around. Um, I wouldn't get as upset about it, except mm -hmm. for the boy who brought a pillow. That was that crossing was, yeah, the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, in a sense that uh, a student sleeping is less disruptive than people well, talking out loud in class. And that's, is, that's, yeah, well, that's the same place that I ended up on, like, well, you know, at least they're not making noise and distracting other right. people. So I don't know. In, in Korea, I mean, I would only see them one time a week, 50 minutes. I just said, you know, sleep in someone else's class. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you, you have to say that. I mean, you have to, you know, I'd go around and, I, and I'd try to wake them up and move them around. But uh, it's such an, really an epidemic. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, it, you know, you can't take it personally, which I did at first. They do that in every class. Yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not right. just the English class. Right. It's everybody. Uh, what I used to do is the same thing my physics teacher in high school used to do. And you remember the physics books that were like three inches thick? He'd come over and he'd stand next to the student who was sleeping. And usually there's enough space on the desk where the book would just fit, right? And he'd hold it up high and say, this book has potential energy. And then he'd let go and he'd go, bam! And the, Physics and, in action. Yep, and that was that was kinetic energy. Yeah. And, well, when I first started in uh, with the JET program, that's team teaching. So uh, I had a, I had a, a, a JLT, a Japanese yep. language teacher, with me. And when I first came, I didn't know any Japanese. Mm -hmm. And usually the, the Japanese teacher would do any disciplining that was required. Yeah, um, yeah. When I left JET um, and, and I picked up enough Japanese to get along by myself, uh, I, I would be able to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if I'd be more effective. Sometimes I was. Sometimes I think they'd respond better to a Japanese teacher. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. It yeah. did become a lot of the, the classroom work was just maintaining order. Uh -huh. how, how did you get the gig? How, how did you move from JET program into your own place at a high school well uh, I was when I was in jet I was located in South Osaka right. um, and I had decided after after my three years which at that time was the limit mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to move closer to Kobe uh, there might be I think there's extensions now you can go oh, really? two years oh, yeah. that's cool um, I, I really liked the Kobe area I knew there were a lot of schools it's a very international city so yeah. I thought I'd move closer to there and uh, I did work for a few months in between jobs as an Eikaiwa teacher at a, okay. at a language school. And uh, I, I really hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I, the students were great, but the teaching schedule was terrible. The conditions were bad. The yeah. five preps a day. And... Yeah, it's it's not good for teachers. No. Um, well, no. you know, you can get some experience. If you own the school, it is. Well, yeah, that, that could be good. <laughs> well, no, it, it it's teaches you how. Fire. That's yeah, true. exactly. You learn a lot going through it, but I wouldn't want to do it for an extended period of time. Right, right. Um, uh, but how did you get into the high school? How I got into the school in Kobe the is uh, actually what I did was I, I got a list <laughs> of all the phone numbers of all the high schools in Kobe, uh -huh. private and public, and I faxed my resume oh. and reference letters in English and in Japanese to every school in the Kobe area, <laughs> and I got a reply from one, uh -huh. and they hired me. No kidding. Yeah, that that's, that's basically that's in Korea. I had my yeah. uh, my wife, uh, then girlfriend, call around the different foreign language high schools in Seoul, and one bit, and I got that gig. Yeah, yeah. It, cool. Actually, I, I would say next to being at a university uh, high school is probably one of the better teaching positions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's great hours, uh, pretty good pay. What uh, did they did they? So you were a full time teacher at my private school in Kobe. I was technically part time, although okay. I was working the same amount of hours yeah, yeah, that yeah. I did uh, in Jet. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I didn't get the benefits. Um, my salary was lower, um, but of course my my time requirements were less too. I didn't have to, if I wasn't teaching, I didn't have to be there. Okay, good. So I would get. Uh, you know, my holidays were fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and they, I lucked out, too, in that I had a, a salary, a yearly salary. Oh, nice. So I was paid even when I wasn't working for two months in the summer. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah, that's were very good. Were you paid for the two months? Because, I mean, I was paid during my off time, but it was kind of a 10-month salary 
pushed over, over twelve. Yeah. Uh, no, I my salary was based on uh, payment for each teaching hour, and then that was uh, figured out for how much a month, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I got that every month of the year. Oh, that's cool. And I also got two bonuses, which weren't oh, big, okay. but you know they were nice. Uh, were now you're married now, yes, right? Two Japanese. Were uh, were you married at the time? Uh, no. Yeah, she was still in first grade at that time. Yeah. Oh. Oh, 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 I thought we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> I was going to um, start out with that one, man. No, well, we were we'll dating, but I wasn't end. married at that time. Okay, how? What did you do as far? How did visa? A visa. Uh. <laughs> When I finished Jet, I still had two years remaining on my work visa. Oh, all right. So I was able to use that uh, to work at the high school. And then after two years, I asked them if they would sponsor me, and they did. That's cool. That's cool. So um, it was an instructor. That's right. I had an instructor yeah. visa. Cool. So, I mean, let's, let's kind of break into the topic. What kind of difficulties have you been in? Because you have no university experience. Um, what kind of difficulties have you had... Uh, working at the university level? Uh, I haven't had any difficulties in the classroom. I find that um, to be uh, uh, pretty similar uh, to being at a high school. You know, the level of the students is different. You're teaching mostly first-year kids, right? Uh, mostly, f uh, let me see, actually mostly second year. Oh, all right. Um, Sorry. Three of them are second year, two are first year. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the, the biggest challenges of me for me have been uh, really just the preparing, preparation mm. of classes. Um, when I was in high school, I'd been there for so long, and there weren't that many preps to do in a week. So <laughs> I had my prep time down to basically zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, I had to start all over again. Yeah. And I didn't have anything prepared. I didn't have any textbooks. Uh, I had to do all that very quickly when I first right. started. And I spend the majority of my week preparing classes. Oh, really? And now that it's the end of the semester, another big bunch of time marking assignments and presentations and things like that. So well, it's, it's the out-of-class time that, yeah, that yeah. keeps me busy now. The uh, Well, the good news is the second year is much easier than the first year. The first year is all just building up the blocks and right. and figuring out what worked and what never to do again and what never even to think about You know, again. I'm even looking forward just to the second semester because yeah. I... Uh, you know, some things I hadn't done before, uh, like making a syllabus for classes. Mm -hmm, I'd mm -hmm. never done that in high school. Uh, mm -hmm. I got a lot of ideas from your podcast. One of your early ones, help Yay. me out. Um, you know, and that took me a lot of time at first. Yeah. Um, I'll be able to do that really quick. Right, right. Uh, the second time around. And uh, I, I've learned a lot just in one semester, and I'll make a lot of changes the second time around. And definitely for the second year, mm -hmm. I'll do a lot of things differently. Excellent, excellent. Um, what, uh, what, uh, any other big major culture shock differences between from moving from secondary to post-secondary? No, not really. You know, I I guess mentally I had always thought that, uh, you know, I'm at university. Okay, now I'm going to be teaching adults. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in high school I was teaching kids. Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it didn't turn out that way at all. I mean, yeah. really, this is just a continuation of yeah of the students I was teaching. And in fact, two of my students from my high school, two of the uh, better students, are at Kansai Gaidai. Oh, no kidding. Um, and I'm not teaching them, but they're right. here, and I see them on campus once in a while. So oh, that's cool. Really, yeah, they, it's not much of a difference. Just mm -hmm. just the level, and now I'm teaching higher-level students. Right, right. So 
have you shifted what uh, what kind of things that you're doing in class? You said that you know the that was kind of a change. Yeah. Well, in high school, like I said, they they wouldn't they would only do things in class, and you really had to watch them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, especially if you have big classes in high school, uh, you figured out that you actually have about a minute of time per student. If you have 40 students. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you, you'd try to get them to talk as much as possible. So you'd have them talk in pairs or group work. Um, and in lower-level schools, that just doesn't work because that's a chance for them to chat in Japanese. Right. And if you're not there watching them, they're not going to do it right. a lot of the time. Uh, here, I don't have that problem at all. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, I get my students going in groups, and they don't stop. No, Which is great. They just good. take it, take an idea and they go with it. Enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, videotape it, and then next year when it doesn't happen, you yeah. can go and, back and, and ah, I remember the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> and here, with you know, in the classroom, uh, even though the the classes are longer at ninety minutes, um, I figure it's more a chance for them, especially in a speaking and listening class, right. to to use things. It's their chance to talk, do presentations. Uh, you can only introduce so much vocabulary in a class. Uh, I have them do a lot of assignments. Their homework is to uh, research topics okay. and prepare presentations. And that's where they're doing a lot of the learning. Right, right. And the class time is a chance for them to apply it. That's cool. That's a, And that's a really uh, good thing that I don't think we hit often enough is the classroom is not is where the learning becomes solidified. That's right. That's right. That's where they get to use the things they, they've learned on their yeah. own or perhaps in a previous class. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, we are at about 30 minutes, so right. uh, we should uh, wrap it up. Yes, I do agree. So, Indubitably. first of all, thank you very much for coming and talking to us today, Jason. We You're appreciate welcome. It. Well, you know, once I saw the uh, education tote bags you were giving away, <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yeah, all right. So, you, you like those hot pink ones? Well, I added to my other one at home. <laughs> you didn't mind that it that the that the Tesla thing was crossed out and we just wrote on it with a black marker. Yeah, it seemed more official to me. Because <laughs> we're edgy that That's way. That's right. We just take other people's stuff and cross their name out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, seriously, thank you very much for coming in today. We appreciate uh, taking the time and. Um, You're welcome, guys. It's been well, a pleasure. We will right. pull you again at in the future. Yeah, anytime. So, Thank you. All right. Now uh, I got nothing. All right. So uh, this is the last full week of uh, classes for us. So uh, we are at episode 47. I don't know if we're going to do anything cool for episode 50. I may go actually back and listen to and try to pull together a best of show. But we're coming up on summertime. So uh, we'll August probably get is... one next week out yeah uh beyond that it's gonna be iffy yeah so uh august is there will be something happening on the site in august or as far as the shows go so uh don't uh unsubscribe matter of fact you should subscribe and tell your friends you should august, super subscribe that's right august is a great time to catch up with all those shows that you didn't get last year so <laughs> uh so go back and listen to the shows and check all that stuff out um like I said, I'm going to be putting a couple of things together uh, for over break. Um, I know that at least for a couple of weeks in August, I'm not going to be around. And Scott's probably not going to be around either. Right. So. Um, uh, so, you know, everybody get out there and uh, come to the site, which is www.edgycation.org. And 
you'll have to rewind it because that's as fast as I can say it. <laughs> uh, and uh, log into the site and uh, put the comments up for the shows. Um, we have the pretty banners up now. And we need to update our forums a little. But, we, uh, a lot. We need, <laughs> but we, primarily we we need to update the forums and we need you to come and and, and, and uh, post, on the post in the forums because that will motivate us to update them more often and keep new stuff in. And as a education.org member, you can post your own topics. So, you know, don't be limited by what we have here. And get a free t I mean, education... Mm. Nope. <laughs> and get a free piece of paper with education t <laughs> written on it in really in bad handwriting. handwriting. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's it, I think. Take oh, it easy, I was, everyone. I was going to do the background music, but I forgot but it. But you it, forgot it. So let's do the mail bucket again. Short. Yeah, because it's short. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks. We'll see, see ya. ya.